Hello and welcome to a new episode of Power Up and Game. My name is Taylor and you are listening to number 50 of this fine podcast. To be fair, this is like the third version of this podcast, but it's a milestone nonetheless. It's ironic too because, well, this episode did go a bit differently when uh, Michael and I sat down to record a few days ago. We had some audio snafus, and to be honest, the audio just isn't worth using. Michael is currently moving into his new place, and therefore I am left without a co-host today. Uh, So I'm going to try to do something a little different. This is going to be a streamlined episode of Power Up and Game, where I just talk about some of the trending stories around the gaming industry. If this is something you'd like to hear more from us at TNS Network, meaning everyone doing these kinds of episodes, not just me, let us know. It's much easier to get these types of episodes edited and out the door, so we'd love to make more content you'd be interested in. And if not, all good. We'll always keep doing our usual episodes of Power Up and Game. This is just a one-off, hopefully. (laughs) And if we do more of these streamlined news episodes, they'd just be extra episodes on our platform. With that all the way, though, let's get into our docket this week. And real quick, as we always do, we want to say that you can find sources for all the topics we're going over today down in the description of this episode. We do that to give out proper credit, and if any listeners want to read further about the topics we cover. Also, it's important to note that you should always take any unofficial stories we cover with a grain of salt and treat them as unconfirmed reports slash rumors until they're officially said otherwise. And with that out of the way, let's get into our stories of the week. First up, Sony has acquired multiplayer developer Firewalk Studios. Firewalk has been working on its first AAA multiplayer game with PlayStation since 2021, so this deal doesn't come out of absolutely thin air. However, it is an interesting acquisition for Sony as they acquire another multiplayer developer to add to their lineup of studios, which now also includes multiplayer devs Bungie and Haven Studios. For me, I think this is just kind of what I said here in the blurb. It's just another acquisition to make you go, all right, Sony, what are you doing with uh, your multiplayer games? Sony's been so infatuated with the single-player cinematic experiences like the God of Wars, the Spider-Mans, Horizon Zero Dawns, Last of Us, all those kind of games, even Ratchet & Clank's, to where the multiplayer genre, while I'm sure that there's a lot of great multiplayer games on PlayStation, you don't associate PlayStation with multiplayer, I think. I think you do that more with PC and Xbox. And with Sony, it's more of the single-player experiences. So it does feel like Sony is gearing up for something massive here. I am interested to see if maybe this has something to do with them trying to create more content for PlayStation Plus Extra and Premium and Essential and whatever (laughs) other tiers are on there. Uh, Because all those games I mentioned, the God of Wars, the Horizons, the new releases, they're not going to be on the PS Plus premium and extra at launch i think having like multiplayer games release on there like a game from bungie or a game from 
Firewalk Studios here that they seem very confident in, enough to acquire the developer outright. So, it's just, it seems like we're gearing up for PlayStation to dive headfirst back into the multiplayer scene, which I think is good for the industry overall. We'll have to wait and see what comes of that. But we won't have to wait too much longer to see Diablo 4 because Blizzard has announced that Diablo 4 is getting another beta called the Server Slam. Let's take a look at the blog post from Blizzard announcing this news. Quote, Calling all wanderers in preparation for the launch of Diablo 4 on June 6th, we must enlist your demon cleansing services for one final task. Server Slam. From May 12th, at 12 p.m. to May 14th at 12 p.m. Pacific Time, everyone can come to Sanctuary's Defense on Windows PC, Xbox Series X slash S, Xbox One, PS5, and PS4, along with Couch Co-op for consoles and crossplay and cross-progression for all platforms against the armies of the Burning Hills to help us test the durability of our servers. Server Slam will give players one final weekend in Hell to experience a fraction of what Diablo 4 has to offer, while simultaneously testing the capabilities of our servers prior to launch. The prologue and entirety of Act 1 will be your canvas to paint with the remains of slain demons. Fractured Peaks, the first zone, is yours to navigate as you please. Traverse its rugged landscape as Barbarian, Druid, the Necromancer, Rogue, or Sorcerer unleashing devastating power upon foes, and honing your unique skill set in the process. For those who played during our early access and open beta weekends, these details may seem familiar. However, there are a few nuances we're ushering in with Server Slam. Any character progress made during the early access and open beta weekends will not carry over to Server Slam, Additionally, any character progress made during Server Slam will not carry over to launch. Players may level up their characters to level 20, after which you will cease to gain ability points, but can continue to slay demons and earn alluring gear. The legendary item drop rate has been altered to reflect the drop rate that will be present in the launch version of Diablo 4. The version of Diablo 4 available during Server Slam will include all the bug fixes and updates detailed in our open beta retrospective blog, end quote. We'll leave a link to the blog post in the description, so if you want to read more about the upcoming beta, be sure to check that out. I don't have a whole lot to say here. I have played the most recent beta that Diablo 4 uh, had to offer, and it was a lot of fun. I'm pretty sure I'll be picking this one up, but it was just... I cannot recommend this game enough with friends. I don't know how fun the experience is solo. I know a lot of people are solo players, but playing with a group, it was a lot of fun. I think you can spend so many hours in this game. It was very smooth, at least my experience with it. It's going to be really cool to get dive back in here and get reimmersed with the game before you know it comes out in June. I don't know how much I'll be playing this new beta because you don't want to play a beta too long and kind of just get bored with the game or also considering what they said here. Now the progress carries over. So if you are somebody who is already dead set on getting the game, the only reason you probably picked this up is to see what changes they made and 
probably to test help Blizzard here test out these servers. Other than that, I think this is probably going to be a beta for people who are still on the fence. And to those who are still on the fence, definitely give this thing a try. I recommend it fully. But we move from a game that's coming out in June to a game that has been out since like 2017, and that is The Division 2. Ubisoft has given an update on The Division 2 and The Division franchise via a new live stream. In the update stream, Ubisoft went over the future of The Division 2, Year 5, The Division Resurgence, a free-to-play RPG shooter on mobile, and The Division Heartland, a PvEVP survival action shooter, which is also free-to-play on consoles, cloud, and PC. The Division 2 plans to kickstart its Year 5 plans with Season 1 called Broken Wings, which is bringing a new twist to manhunts and introduces a new game mode called Descent. Descent is a roguelike mode that is free to all Division 2 players, where your Division agent is put into a simulation. With this mode, it seems like players can experiment with various builds and get right into the action. The Division Year 5 will also have four seasons with tons of new content, but there is a catch. For most of this content, you will need the Warlords of New York expansion Again, with the exception of the Descent game mode. Season 1 of Year 5 takes place in early June. PC players will be able to play the new Descent mode. I have written in the blurb here tomorrow, but I wrote that like on Thursday, so it's probably out now. I haven't checked, but I assume it's out now via the public test servers. The, resur- the Division Resurgence is claimed to bring a full-fledged Division experience to Android and iOS devices. There's a summer test phase coming for the game as well. Check out the live stream for more info on that. The link is in the description. Finally, Ubisoft shared more footage for The Division Heartland, a free-to-play PvEVP survival action shooter. So when... I saw this story. I saw that Ubisoft was going to address the future of the Division franchise. My first thought, as somebody who hasn't played the Division in a long time, I was a massive fan of the first game, and moreover, the second game, I just lost interest after playing the Warlords in New York and seeing that I just, I don't think there was a lot of content thrown in there post-Warlords in New York. So, I kind of fell off it, and I kind of thought that Ubisoft would be announcing that the Division 2, that they were going to be moving on from it, and we're going to focus on the Division Heartland and the Division 3 or whatever it would be. But it was kind of cool to hear, no, they're not killing off the Division 2. Instead, we're doubling down on it, and we're adding more content. So that's awesome. Not a huge into mobile games. I have a whole lot to say there about Resurgence. But the Division Heartland is something that I thought would look awful, but from the gameplays that we saw, it looks quite solid, all things considered. It looks, it reminds me a lot of Dark Zone from the Division 1. The Division 2, I feel like its Dark Zone was very disappointing, and I, it feels like a return to form for that for Heartland, and it has some survival elements in there as well. So it's going to be interesting to see what happens with the Division Heartland. It's a free-to-play game. Ubisoft seems to be getting really into free-to-play here with 
I believe X Defiant's also free to play the division Heartland. So they're heading right head first into this market, like <laughs> Sony is with multiplayer supposedly, and it really could pay off for them. But we have more gameplay footage to talk about other than the division Heartland. Last week, we talked about our thoughts on EA and Ascendant Studios' Immortals of Avenium. I think it's Avium. I don't know why I keep saying Avenium. Avium. A first-person shooter that basically replaces guns with magic. Ascendant Studios and EA recently released a six-minute gameplay trailer for Immortals of Avium. I gotta admit, though, that this game's just... It's not clicking for me. I don't know what exactly it is. The gameplay is really smooth, and there is a lot of Doom-esque qualities to the gameplay, I would say, which is a massive compliment. There's just a disconnect when it comes to, I don't know what's going on on the screen. I don't have the context for what exactly the player's doing, because like, it's a the first-person shooter instead of guns as magic, but I don't know what spells are being really used here other than the obvious ones. I don't know how the player is adapting to it. So this might be a game once we get that context or once I can get my hands on it that I will change my mind on. But for now, this is one of those titles that I'm like, eh, I don't, it's just something missing there for me. But it is what it is. Hopefully that this game can continue to put out more stuff and hopefully I'll get into it down the road. But something I've been really into over the last few months, is Dead Island 2. And we're going to close out our show this week with some pretty cool news about Dead Island 2. Developer Dan Buster Studios and Deep Silver have announced that Dead Island 2 has already surpassed 1 million units sold. The game was released on Friday, April 21st, so this is a really crazy milestone <laughs> for a game's first three days. Here's what Dan Buster and Deep Silver had to say about the news via a press release, quote, Following the global launch of Dead Island 2 on Friday, April 21st, Deep Silver and Dan Buster Studios have announced it has sold over 1 million copies after just three days on sale. Dead Island 2 has won fans from around the world, with countless players snapping up a copy of the Drop Dead gorgeous game in the first 72 hours. And because I do appreciate puns, and I do have to point out here, that gorgeous was spelled G-O-R-E than just, so props there. Dead Island 2 in numbers. More than 1 million copies of Dead Island 2 sold in the first weekend. 11 million total hours played. 28 million total numbers of player deaths, which is over twice the population of Los Angeles. 45 million zombies sliced in half. 756 million zombie limbs hacked off and 1.1 billion with a B total numbers of zombies slayed. We can take a look at these stats all we want, but for a game that was thought to be either in development hell or in the canceled games bin, it's, it's awesome to see that Dead Island 2 has had success already since its release. This is my most anticipated game of the year. I believe it's also Michael's most anticipated game of the year. This game really came out of nowhere for both of us here because I think both of us were in the same boat. We were just like, yeah, it looks all right, but how good it can it be? Then that gameplay trailer came out for it, and it just turned us both around completely. Like, we were all in once we saw that. 
And thankfully, Deep Silver and Dan Buster, they didn't show off too much. They kept just enough away from the players to where the players can discover what's in the game for themselves. They got what the mechanics are. They got some of the craziness that the game's going to be, the tone of it, and that's all. They didn't need to overexpose the game. I have not gotten the chance to play Dead Island 2 yet. I hope to get the chance to play it either at the end of this week, maybe next week. Maybe we'll end up doing a deep dive discussion on it because of how much Michael and I have been talking about Dead Island 2. We'll just have to wait and see. But it's just a great story. Congrats to Dan Buster. Congrats to Deep Silver. And hopefully the game is really good. I've heard good things, though. I've heard really good things. I don't think it's one of those games where people have been saying it's game of the year, but it doesn't have to be. Everything I've heard about it is it's a damn good time, which is exactly what you want from a Dead Island game. Before I head out here, though, we're going to be running polls over on our Discord each week for Power Up and Game. We'll be reading out a lot or all of the responses we get from them. For this week's poll, we had, other than The Legend of Zelda, Tears of the Kingdom, what video game release are you most excited for over the next few months? The options were Star Wars Jedi Survivor, Dead Island 2, Redfall, Street Fighter 6, Diablo 4, or other. Surprisingly, nobody picked Jedi Survivor or Diablo 4. I thought both of those would be locks for at least one vote. Ethan Webb said Street Fighter 6. Michael, yes, this shows Michael. Voted and said Dead Island 2. Of course he would. And Brandon, the OG OG host of this podcast, way back when it had another name entirely, had this to say when he picked a game not featured on the list. Gotta give a shout out to 2. Advance Wars 1 and 2 Reboot Camp for the nostalgic throwback experience that needs more people talking about it, mainly because I want more. And Final Fantasy 16 because it looks absolutely bonkers, end quote. If you want to participate in our polls, join our Discord. You can also chat with us and our growing community about all things gaming, movies, TV, comics, and more. The link for our Discord is in the description of this episode. Next week, because we're massive nerds, we'll be doing a Star Wars-themed episode to celebrate May the 4th be with you. And hopefully we will have a regular two-man show for that one. Again, if this is something that you guys would like to hear more from as like extra episodes, whether that be Power Up and Game or maybe like a Nerds Talk News movie version of it, or maybe with Tristan and Drew, them doing like a quick Comic Corner episode, please let us know. Join our Discord, tell us. We love to make more content that people want to listen to. But be on the lookout for our Star Wars episode next week, and we will see you then.